0: It, to first. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are Super Bowl Fifty Five champions, led by Tom Brady. The long wait has ended after a half century. The Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions once again. And lightning has struck twice, and
1: the Tampa Bay Lightning are back to back Stanley Cup
2: champions. Episode number eighty one of For Future Considerations, and Christmas is just around the corner, unbelievable. By the time we get to episode 100, we'll all be decked out and ready for Christmas. Maybe it'll be after Christmas. Won't it be after Christmas? John Rashad, Matt Dumichel, Manny Pava are with you here for another episode. Are you guys ready for Christmas yet or what?
0: You're getting a little excited for me, man, you hear about Christmas. You're 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 jumping holidays. There's a holiday on December tenth that needs to be celebrated first. December fifth as well. Yeah, that's right. He's 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 negating two national holidays for shot. That's right. A couple of Sagittarius boys need to get some love first before Chris Kringle.
2: That's right, I want a parade on my birthday. Do, you just want people to make up songs about you. Didn't we do that back in the day? Like like they do for Christmas? We have songs about you, Rashad? <laughs> I, and well-deserved, well, I, well, I would say. They're not for podcast episodes either, apparently. Because of the language. <laughs> the language in That's those right. songs. But everywhere I go, <laughs> it's like Christmas is being thrown in my face. That's why I bring it up, boys.
0: Yep. Yeah. yeah. Christmas has happened here. The way we ran into a, a poor weather weekend, not a whole lot to do. Kids were kind of antsy. I was getting a little antsy. Like, What do you guys want to do? Uh, let's put up the tree. Well, sure. It's November 13th. That makes a ton of sense. So the tree is up. We went, uh, got ornaments for the year and I can tell you this is setting a record for the, the time that the tree's been up in my house by about 36 days, <laughs> but we put the tree up and my favorite part, and, and I knew this was happening the second they were talking about it. My daughter's six, my son's four. They're, so they're just they just hop by holiday. They don't know months, days, weeks, whatever. they just go by holiday. How many days is it till this day? How many days is it to this way? So we put up the tree, we get everything sorted out everything's up all the ornaments everybody's having a great time ev asks how many days is it till christmas well let me let me check here it's 41 days till christmas that's too long i want it to be christmas now well that's you you wanted to put the friggin tree up 41 days before christmas that's what you're gonna get
2: (laughs)
1: unbelievable is she a Leaf fan, planning the parade that <laughs> yeah, far in advance?
0: Yeah. We should have won it this year. No, she's uh, she's an Islander fan. She's a, an Islander fan for life. Islanders? Oh, wow. wow. Yes. Yep. crossy has got this, uh, this cup that we had gotten from the party store that's got all the logos uh, of every team, and so every day of breakfast, we'd... Ask who her favorite teams are, or who the favorite teams are, and Crosby's always jumped, kind of jumped around a little bit. He kind of settled on the the Blackhawks as the majority of it. So tough days for him. <laughs> but she is uh, she is literally always pointed at the New York Islanders logo of all logos. That's the one that she's picked time and time again. So she is a uh, she she loves Mike Bossy. I was going to say, does she like the
2: Captain Highliner fish sticks? Because isn't that that what the guy looks like?
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing. It's not even that logo. It's just the N-Y where the Y turns into the hockey stick with the island in the background. She thinks it's great. That's, that's, so that's her team so they're well, screwed uh, <laughs> it's like imagine it's like a four year old looking at a, a, the, the logos and be like what's this one? Oh, that's the Vancouver Canucks
2: oh, oh I like that team
0: oh, man. <laughs> wow that hurts <laughs> so are you guys planning your
2: birthday parties yet since you both have birthdays coming up on the 5th and 10th Rashad Actually, do you, do you,
0: you have any what, plans
2: You know what's awkward is the
1: only day in the next couple of months where the Owen Sound attack have a Saturday night and a Sunday game is on my birthday weekend. So I'm going to be working both days of my birthday weekend. Well, at least you'll be
0: hungover for one of them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That Sunday afternoon game is going to be a
0: little rough. <laughs> That's going to That one's going to sneak up on you. That one is going to sneak up on you. <laughs> Have you ever watched a video of somebody throwing up on the Jumbotron, but it's actually the guy operating the Jumbotron?
2: <laughs>
0: you want to go to the Bayshore Community Center on uh, December 6th?
2: Game, that game will be sold I'm, out. That would be amazing.
0: Uh, oh, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm getting surprised. I don't know. Something's going on on the Saturday night. I'm going somewhere, or something like that. Ooh. So uh, I've been told. I've been told Ooh. where yet, but I know something's going on for that. So, well, this is uh, this is forty boys. This is this is it oh, right here.
1: Right. So we
0: had a couple. We had some conversations a couple of years ago about plans that are going to be mighty friggin' different uh, this year than what we <laughs> <laughs> we talked about doing for forty. But here we well, stand. We right, you can still go and to Vegas David. if you want. Yeah, yeah. No! (laughs) Strath-Vegas, I mean. Uh, (laughs) Don't you want to go
2: to (laughs) Strath-Vegas?
0: Ooh, uh, that's, you know what, Las Vegas might be a little bit better.
2: Well, a big thanks to everyone who uh, reached out in the last week after listening to our two episodes uh, last week. Thanks for joining the debate, really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, this week, like super sized, is what we're doing here. There's, there's only one episode this week, uh, so you can join the conversation on social media, uh, podcast, FFC, Twitter, and Instagram for future considerations on Facebook. But we're gonna like jam like two great episodes into one super episode, like they used to do on like Thursday night on NBC. Where they'd have the the big bonanza one, and this cast would cross into different shows and everything. it's That's what we're going to do tonight Wow, a bonanza (laughs) reference
1: (laughs) That's right We have uh, hockey, we have football We have baseball, we have music And uh, we're going to start with baseball It's the end of season awards week And uh, some major signings are making headlines instead
0: And the 2-2 pitch Swing and a miss He struck him out with a changeup And they're two down and that's Rodriguez's sixth strikeout.
1: Eduardo Rodriguez has signed a five-year, $77 million contract with the Detroit Tigers. Since you guys are both Tigers fans, let's get your thoughts. Do you like the deal for Detroit?
0: Oh, John, I am uh, i am excited. I'm real excited. Five years, 77. Uh, money might be a little bit of a stretch. But you know what? Overall, and this is kind of... the. The, the reach back to this familiarity for me is when the Tigers signed Pudge as a free agent. Not the same level, not the same player, not the same impact, I understand that, but we're, we're buying now. We're, we've turned the corner, the rebuild is done, we're now adding assets, we're, we're not trading guys, we're, we're picking up guys, quality guys. You had a 28-year-old... Lefty that's coming into the rotation of a soon to be dominant rotation in the American <laughs> League. Erod's going to come in. He's going to be at uh he's going to be pushed to a 3. He's going to be a real sexy 4 when we're going for the World Series. He's got the the numbers don't li- he's got his numbers are very interesting. Uh Manny's huge into into analytics and stats. F- his is fielding independent pitching stats are unbelievable. Attaboy. Unbelievable. Out of control. You gotta love the FIP. Out of control. He pitches well in Kansas City in his career. He pitches well in Chicago. He's pitched well in Detroit. I think it's just a great signing. Early to take one of the younger, more efficient starting pitchers out of free agency right away. Give me that shortstop, boys. Get me that shortstop, and there's no stopping us.
2: I don't mind the deal, but... I think you need to look at this as a whole. Um, The Tigers, this is their really second move. They traded for a catcher, Taylor Barnhart, a gold glove catcher. Um, And what they're trying to do is improve the team up the middle. So they get a catcher. Now they add Erod, a good lefty. Not a great lefty, I don't think, but a very good lefty. And this deal will be a bigger deal if they're able to add Justin Verlander and Carlos Correa and then continue to improve up the middle. Get the shortstop, a high-priced shortstop that they desperately need. Um, Get Justin Verlander at whatever the price will be because I think they need another starter. All right, look at the current rotation. You've got the Youngins, you've got Mize, you've got Scooble, you got Manning. Then you've got Erod now, and you've got Tyler Alexander because Spencer Turnbull is hurt. He's going to miss the year, and Matthew Boyd's not going to be able to start the season with them. So in my mind, they need another one. I just hope that this deal doesn't stop them from getting Justin Verlander. I still... I hear he's still in the cards. That's great. I think this deal is a whole lot better if they're able to add a Verlander, if they're able to add the star shortstop. And, oh, by the way, if we can get a right fielder, I'm good with that too. A corner outfielder as well, I would be very happy with that. Um, You mentioned it, Matt. His underlying numbers are good. His ERA was like 4.5, closer to 5. But his FIP was under was under four, which is really good. Um, he played in a hitter friendly ballpark um, at Fenway. Now he goes to Comerica, which is better for pitchers. And I think that's going to help his numbers. Um, I don't. Yeah, I, keep going. Keep yeah, talking, man. The only thing I don't like is that he can opt out after two years uh hopefully he sticks around for the full five years because i don't think we'll win it within the next two years but but i think we'll be building something into that third or fourth year where we'll be really competitive in detroit
0: i love i love the opt-out in this case i think this is a great move for the tigers for both parties really the opt-out for a player is a great great opportunity but no the tigers are not Competing for a World Series in in two years, like the window really is four, five years, probably. I think the playoff goal should be two years, and then you're really you're really in in it four or five years uh, from now. And so that's just it. If, if he opts out, uh, which is you know perfectly up to him, gives a then it's off the books. It's not a killer contract, but like I look at some of the free agent contracts that that starting pitchers get and the one that always haunts the Tigers is Jordan Zimmerman and we sat on Jordan Zimmerman's money forever and nothing ha- and but this opt-out is now an opportunity. I don't think it really gets that bad afterwards if he just doesn't opt out and and stays with it. And you know you you love the the young guys you love using the ages and all that stuff and I mean he his contract is done at 32 33 years old like he's still very young very effective like this this deal really for baseball does not make the Tigers any r- really any more competitive or any closer to being a playoff team I don't think but it's it's stabilizing the core it's it's Big, bringing up that back end a little bit more, it's giving us another option. Where you know, for me, starting pitching has become you know outdated. You know, we're, if he goes five innings, if he goes six innings, like that's that's apparently great now. Where this guy does eat a lot of innings, so it's a it's a fair amount of money for that. But I, I, for me, I'd, I, I, we this is a guy that the Tigers had been connected to. Um, when the offseason started. They didn't waste any time with Tucker Barnhart. They didn't waste any time with E. Erod. Carlos Correa is changing his Twitter handle to include a Tiger logo and then takes it off. There's MLB insiders that say that that's already a done deal. The the Tigers are, are going out there and they're hungry again and it's been way too long and it's great.
2: And they were talking about how, you know, uh, Justin Verlander was close to signing with the Angels, but he wants... Chances are he's going to want to be in Detroit, so I'm glad that this Erod deal doesn't negate that. But let's say Erod is good and he opts out after two years. He's going to cost more than the 15.4 that we're going to pay him under this deal, which is the average of this contract. I, I just would rather keep him longer. If you're going to make a commitment to this guy, keep him longer because, like you said, we're going for the ship in three, four, five years, right? Not in two years.
0: Right. And, and I and I get that. And in theory, sure, we're in a bad spot in three years if Tigers sign Verlander and he's done because he'd be 42 at that point and Erod Cash is out, sure. But there's going to be money there that's going to come off the books. And at that point, if this is a team that's ready to make a push, I, I don't think Justin Verlander is going you know we're not going to win the American League Central in the two or three years that Justin Verlander would sign as a tiger. No. I really don't think that that's where we're at. So if that's what happens and we get some of that money kicked back and we can put it towards somebody else, I'm I'm good with it. I'm I'm overall I'm just geeked that that the this this trading off big pieces for a double A prospect that might turn into something seemingly are over. We're now handing the keys over to a general manager I don't trust, <laughs> but he's off to a really, really good start.
1: Couple of more signings I wanted to get your takes on. Jose Barrios has signed a seven-year, $131 million extension with my Toronto Blue Jays. What do you guys think of that deal?
2: That's uh that's $18 million a season for not an ace, but your second in the rotation. That seems like a lot of money to me. Um But I think he's only 27, and he has basically pitched full seasons. Like, he'll eat 200 innings for you. So so there's a couple of things. You can take it a couple of ways, in my opinion, on this deal. A, that's too much money, and that negates them from signing a Robbie Ray or a Marcus Simeon or another big guy, because that's a lot of money. That's basically Vernon Wells' contract. That they've just signed Barrios too. But the other thing, and I go back to what Rodgers said they were going to do last year, was spend money. This is them committing to that. This is them going, yeah, we're spending. And no, this doesn't stop us from signing Robbie Ray if we wanted to again. Um, their window is now, are they going to have to overpay for guys? Yes. Are they going to have to overcommit to guys? Yes. This is the first example of that. But they need to do something because they're in win now mode. And I think they get a good pitcher who will eat up innings. He's 27, so he's still fairly young from a pitcher perspective. But it also sends a message to the rest of the league and other free agents that we're going for it. And if you want to jump on and win, go for a title – Jump on the Blue Jays.
1: Yeah, I kind of agree with you. I think um, for me, one of the biggest things that has driven me crazy about the Blue Jays in the last few years is how many times, well, maybe the last 10 years, how many times have you seen a starter pitch a good few innings and then the bullpen comes in and just blows it? And so I'm really, really glad. I looked it up because I was thinking he pitches, like you said, he goes deep into games. Um, He went at least six innings in nine of his 12 starts. So to me, that's that's so valuable because then you're not bringing in your bullpen that has shown that it can often blow games. So that's what makes me really happy about it. I'm glad to have a solid pitcher who can go in there and pitch six innings in a lot of starts through the whole season. So, yeah, it it pumps me up. Um, he's not going to be – I don't think he's an ace, but it's a signing that they really, really needed to get done, I think.
0: The takeaway for me from this is is and kind of leading into what Manny was saying, it's not necessarily the the deal. It's not necessarily closing any doors on Robbie Ray. Doesn't close the doors on Marcus Simeon, which you know that if you've listened to the podcast before, and I don't know why you would have. <laughs> But if you've listened to it before, you've heard me say, what are you going to do next? Or what are you going to do with that? And and don't cry poor when you sign these huge deals that we can't go get these guys. To me, I don't think that's the case. I don't think that's closed any of those doors. For me, the biggest win for the Blue Jays out of this deal is that you get a guy who, yes, his, his major league experience has been in Minnesota, so Maybe not a, a baseball hotbed, but you're getting you're bringing in a guy who you traded for, who's from Puerto Rico, who you bring to Toronto for a small period of time, and he decides to stay for seven years. That, again, just proves that Toronto is a good place for top-quality baseball players to go. They enjoy their time there. We see this with the Leafs. We've seen this a lot with the Raptors in the last few years, along with their success. And you see with the Blue Jays, too, when free agents come, they are surprised uh, by how much they enjoy playing in Toronto. And I think this is a great example of that. And I think, you know, that you're going to take a guy like Robbie Ray and you're going to have a guy like Marcus Simeon. I, I don't, I'm not really sure Simeon's on their radar or, or needs to be, but, um, you know, Robbie Ray, I guess, is really the key to this whole thing, that you're getting a guy that's, only been there for a certain period of time only pitched 70 innings for toronto was in toronto for less than that knows how the world works now and the limitations of canada and the u.s and such and is still winning the sign on to a seven-year deal just shows to me that this guy considers toronto a great place to live and a place that he thinks he's going to win and that says a whole lot to anybody else that's out there
1: one more pitcher assigned a new contract. Noah Syndergaard has signed a 1-year, 22 million dollar deal with the LA Angels. Do you guys like that deal?
0: Uh, to me, it's you know, this is the definition of a, of a prove it deal. I mean, this is a guy who was absolutely lights out the next great player in baseball when he came onto the scene in in 2016. I mean, he was an All-Star, he was in the Cy Young running, he got votes for MVP the year before he ended up being fourth in the rookie of the year charts. And since then, it's been a struggle. You know, he pitched seven games in 2014. He had a couple of good years, 18-19, didn't pitch at all in 20, pitched two games in 21. Like, this is a, a last-ditch effort. Uh, great, no-risk, ton of reward move for the Angels, I think, because they've been looking for starting pitching and, and for a long time. So... It's worth it's worth the move for them if, if he can turn this into something. But this is starting to become the end of the road for Noah Syndergaard. Shockingly, um, if this deal does not go well,
2: you don't think there's any risk on this? Twenty-two million dollars is a lot of money.
0: Not for one year, and not for a team that's not going anywhere. Like this is a this is a perennial three games under, four games over, five hundred team. It, with two of the maybe one and two best players in baseball right now. So I, I don't think there's a risk to that to you know, you compare it to would you, you know, whatever a Granky would be or what Verlander would be. This this isn't a bad move at all, I don't think. For twenty two million, if this guy pitches two years, it ends up being a bust and he's off the books and you move on. If he ends up being alright, you could trade him if you really wanted to uh, and see if there is some, some value for a playoff team in there, or you may be able to sign him to a, a better deal. I, I like it for, for the Angels.
2: See, I think it's a high risk, but I also think it's a high reward. Like, this guy was an ace in 2018, but 2018 was not yesterday. Like like you
0: said. He and only it's not pitched done well away. since then. No,
2: it's... So he only pitched two innings last year, so I think it's a lot of money to be tied up. But if you hit on him, now you've got Otani and Syndergaard as your 1-2 yep. at the top of the rotation. I think Damn. it's high risk, but I think it's high reward, and the, the Angels need to do something, right?
0: Yeah, like, and they need to they need to load up on some of these guys. They need to do these like three four year deals for Zach Granke and really start throwing it in there because when you look at that division, you know that division as a whole is if you to me it's one of if not the weakest division in the American League. Houston's very good and has been very good. Seattle was is always talked about as a as a dark horse team that stays dark. Oakland has been very good. They're starting to pull back their pieces. Like you can you can walk into second place in that division uh, and if Houston's no good, then you know there there's your challenge. So like it you know you're you're going to be able to beat up on some good teams and and nothing is is more painful to watch in baseball than Mike Trout and Shohei Otani yeah. just getting wasted in that town.
2: Yeah, we've talked about it forever. How much how much Trout and Otani have been wasted. But I I think you bring up a good point. I think that division's wide open. Oakland's already said they're going to sell off. Houston is losing a bunch of parts from pitchers and position players. Seattle may be the best team in there. And there's still question marks about that young team, even though they had a great year and were inches away from getting into the postseason. I think if Houston can hit on Cindergaard Again, high risk, but high reward. And if they can add a few other pieces, then you're no longer wasting the best player in baseball for the past two years. And that's Trout and Otani. Can you believe what we just saw? This is incredible. You know, guys, I got to be honest. I have goofball. Unbelievable.
1: My God. Now it's time for our Play of the Week, picked by you, our listeners, and social media followers. And we had some more great plays to vote on. The play that won was from College Basketball. You
0: cannot foul here. Long distance.
1: JP Mormon hit an amazing shot from beyond half court for the win to lead UC Riverside to an upset victory over Arizona State.
0: Remember how close you were to going to UC Riverside, Rashad, to play on the basketball team? <laughs> Remember how close you were? It was them and Duke, mm-hmm. and then you got popped for all of the all that steroid stuff and <laughs> and never really got back to it. But that's uh, UC Riverside was like, "Wait a second, I was I was talking about going to games there, seeing my buddy play there. Like That's that's funny that it came up.
1: Yeah, those steroids didn't work out for me. Now I don't have any of the muscle left, and
2: I got hair growing everywhere. It's really weird. (laughs) (laughs) And I was going to ask you, when was the last time you hit that kind of shot, Rashad? (laughs) Rashad is not your last name. We just came up with it because you hit shots like that all the time. (laughs) We call you The Shot.
1: That's right. That's right. (laughs)
2: <laughs> drain them like non-stop you know seriously from beyond half court you 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 could do that in your sleep oh you? yeah yeah nothing
0: but that yep. manny pava matt DuMichel, john iverson joining us
2: <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about practice you <laughs> see this is uc riverside <laughs> <laughs> that was a great shot that was a great shot our uh, play of the week is brought to you by london awnings quality That shows.
0: Remember to check your Twitter and Instagram accounts every Monday uh, to look at our poll question, the... the four options are posted on twitter you can see the videos you can then vote for the options so just you know when you're doing the reels and, and you're hitting all those videos and stuff stop out for future considerations take a look at the the highlights this is the first time i think in 2021 there hasn't been a soccer play so i'm sure next year or Ooh. next week there will be one so you can get out on that too something to look forward to
1: well, if Canada qualifies for the uh, World Cup, every single highlight is going to be a soccer play. You know that, right?
0: I know. It, it, there's going to there be ain't just
2: nothing like, wrong with that. It's called the beautiful game for a reason.
0: You know. The, you know what play is going to win, Tuber Shot. It's going to be the two guys that that are going up on the on the on a rush, and then they're just going to stop and they're going to kick it backwards, but sixty yards. <laughs> And then they're all just going to run backwards again. And then they're going to run forward. And they're just going to go backwards again. The play of the <laughs> week is going to be like a two and a half minute segment where they just kick the ball past half court or half field and then kick it backwards again. <laughs> they win one uh, nil. <laughs> thrilling. I'll, I just
2: remind you, the Alfonso Davies post that we made on Podcast FFC, the highest viewed post, a soccer post, Matt. I just remind you about that.
0: In Twitter, I think that was like one of the higher posted videos in Twitter history. <laughs> it I'm did still, trend. I'm still getting notifications from that damn post. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The only thing that'll beat it, it'll be the Donald Trump sex tape if that ever comes out. Oh, then, boy. then we're moving to number two.
2: Do you uh, do you know something? I feel, like legal that's, for a that,
1: shot?
0: I feel like that tape might include a number two.
2: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what'll make it so popular. <laughs> We've lost him twenty eight minutes uh, in. There we go. <laughs> wow.
1: I did not see that
2: coming. Neither did did she. I was just going to say, neither did she. Oh, we've lost him again.
1: (laughs) Okay, now back onto the road. Um, We have a a question from the listener mailbag. Dave and Kanata sent in an email about the cancellation of three Ottawa Senators games due to COVID. Sorry, I kind of brought this back on a bit of a downer. But uh, COVID-19, and he wants to know if we're surprised that it has taken this long for games to be canceled
2: in the NHL season. I'm actually surprised that we have cancellations. Um, The way that other leagues have been able to play games without any cancellations most notably the major league baseball season that we just completed in the nfl season where vaccination was such a huge issue in the nfl and they're still playing games i'm surprised that we actually have cancellations in the nhl
0: so am i i, I i'm surprised it got to that point too that that we're actually they've canceled a the game even when they had uh played through the first game, was it not? At least when when all the the protocols had taken place, they had played through it, uh, sent a bunch of guys back to the AHL after the one game and then then canceled the the other ones afterwards. I'm surprised that it's it's something that, that we're actually going through.
1: Yeah, the Canucks went through this last year a bit, and then I thought that was going to end up being the biggest outbreak, I thought, for this year. I figured for sure the NBA and the NHL would get through it, because um, both leagues have really high vaccination rates. So, yeah, I'm kind of surprised as well that um, we've had games canceled now.
2: Yeah, and I figured they would learn their lessons from the NFL and Major League Baseball, because they their season started after the fact. Um and there haven't been many major outbreaks at all in those weeks.
1: And the 2020 class was inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame on Monday, including Jerome Ginla, Kevin Lowe, and Kim St. Pierre. And I thought we'd take a look at the next possible class, since there's a distinct Vancouver Canucks flavor to the eligible players. Do Roberto Luongo and Daniel and Henrik Sedin all get into the Hall in 2022?
0: I don't know, but uh, I don't know anything as far as how these teams spe- or how these these leagues specifically how many votes you get, how many people you get in. I know it's seventy five percent, right? You've got to get seventy five percent of the ballot to get in. I have a hard time believing those three would not get seventy five percent of the voting. Um, without knowing much about the procedure and and how it carries back and forth with other players that are on the ballot for a, a the last couple of years, how many people get in. Um, without any of having much knowledge of any of those, I would find it hard to believe that they're not. What do you think, John?
1: Yeah, for me in the NHL, I think all three of them get in. I think in any other league with the lack of championships, they probably wouldn't. But the NHL and the Hockey Hall of Fame is a much easier hall to get into. So as much as I like all three of those players, I don't know that they really would deserve to get into the hall in any
2: other sport other than the NHL. Well, they're all first-time eligible players, so will they get in next year is a pretty good debate, I think. Mm. I think they all eventually get in, but, like, we're talking about Alex McGilney. How many years has he been eligible and is still not in the hall for a guy who scored 76 goals in a season and was one of the first Russians to defect to go to the National Hockey League, right? Like... You could say he was a trailblazer, yeah, and yet he's true. not in the hall. You know, Daniel and Henrik Sedin—they um, didn't win a cup, but uh, Henrik won a Hart Trophy, right? Yeah. And and Daniel was second in Hart voting in one year. Uh, Roberto Luongo never won a cup, never won a Vesna. He should have won a Vesna. He should have got won a Vezna, robbed. Yeah. He got robbed. But all three of those players also performed on the world stage. It's not the NHL Hall of Fame. It's the Hockey Hall of Fame. So uh, I think they get in in 2022. I hope Alex McGillney gets in in 2022. I think he's been on the ballot 10 times. And he's still not in. That that boggles my mind. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's a strange one because you see that in baseball a lot, where they just the writers decide oh, that guy was a jerk and we're not going to let him get in on a first ballot or even a second Jack ballot. Jack Morris, yeah, and they make him wait and wait and wait. But what has McGilney done to anyone? He's a pretty likable guy.
2: Yeah, I, that's a that's a fair point. I don't know too much about it. Um, uh, Gary Souter's not in the hall. If I think about a guy, who, he did win a cup. And he's still not in the Hall, and he's been eligible. Like, I know Kevin Lowe won a bunch of Cups, but he didn't put up a lot of points. Mm-hmm. He went into the Hall this weekend.
1: Yeah,
0: I know yeah.
2: Gary Suter put up a lot more points than he did.
0: The same at Ginla, right? At Ginla never won a Cup.
2: Yeah, it's strange. The guys who
1: are in, some of them don't deserve to be in. If you look down the list, I mean, they're, I've looked before and I went, he's in? And then you have a couple of guys, like we're talking about, who clearly deserve to be in and aren't. I've, I don't know. You can always have these debates about any Hall of Fame, I suppose. But uh, with the NHL being, or with the Hockey Hall of Fame being so inclusive, it seems strange that you have top-tier people who aren't in.
2: Yeah, I, I just looked it up. McGilney's been eligible since 2009.
0: Wow. wow. That is and he's not nice. right into the
2: Hall. Yeah. And he's another one of your Canucks, isn't he? Yeah, yeah,
1: he was a Canuck for a while. Yeah, Rich Rick Nash is also eligible to get into the Hall in 2022, and uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets announced last week that his number 61 is going to be the first number retired by the NHL club. What do you guys think of that?
2: Um, I don't think he gets into the Hall next year, but he was a pure goal scorer, and I think for a young franchise like Columbus. When you think of veteran good veteran hockey players who made a name for themselves in Columbus, I think Rick Nash comes to mind first and foremost. So I like I like the gesture.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You're you're retiring the guy's number. He's the franchise leader in games, goals, assists, points. He also has the second lowest plus minus in franchise history, which they probably won't mention when they're going through the presentation, but uh, minus 71 for his career as a a plus minus in Columbus. Only one guy with a worse plus minus in uh, Columbus Blue Jackets history. I'll let you guys guess on who that is. I'm also going to throw the question to you of who you think has the best career plus minus in Columbus Blue Jackets history, but... I'm surprised that, uh, like, I mean, for for putting guys' names in there, I mean that Rick Nash is is the obvious one in, in Columbus with with all of those records.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to rack my brain to answer some of those questions you just asked.
2: Was, I, who has
0: who has the worst plus so, minus? Uh, so Rick Nash is minus seventy one, which is the second worst in Columbus Blue Jackets history. Tyler Wright. Was a minus 96 in a I lot in a that. lot less games than Rick Nash. <laughs> wow! The the best plus minus in in uh, Columbus Blue Jackets history at a plus 37 was our Terry Panarin. Wow! wow. The the bread man. The bread man. Best plus yeah. minus in franchise history.
2: Wow! Rick Nash played on some pretty bad
0: Columbus Blue sure though. You sure did. You sure did. Wow. And that's, I mean, really, when you look at the, as a a whole, when you look at the Columbus Blue Jackets franchise, when your career leader or your all-time leader in games, goals, assists, and points was a minus 71 with you, it has not started well. (laughs) No, it hasn't.
1: Well, I always joke about that. I always say um, when I talk about a game you don't want to see or lousy games in the NHL, I always say no one wants to watch that Tuesday night Columbus game. Oh. And I always say that. And that's... What's,
0: what's great being a Red Wings fan is you get to see 11 of those a year, shot. <laughs> What's uh, what's the what's the cheapest tickets that you could see at uh, Little Caesars Arena? Oh man, you can get tickets to go see the Wings game next week for twenty two bucks. Lower Bowl. Who are they playing? Ah shit, they're playing Columbus. (laughs) That's great <laughs> I swear to God The last 10 years I've been to Wings games It's either been Columbus Which is literally like We went to the Canucks game But I think the year after um, I went and saw them And they played Columbus Or Nashville I always end up seeing Somehow Columbus or Nashville And it's It's a bad experience <laughs>
2: You cheapskate Vancouver was bad That game
0: though too Weren't they? That? that was one of the worst Live hockey games I've ever seen That was the, one of the few That Vancouver won
1: Yes. Yeah, that's right. Right. And I remember each time I got up to go get a hot dog and I got several, I got booed from the time I came out of the <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. As
2: you should have. You were wearing a Canucks jersey. Uh, I was and was... a hat.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you were you were decked out. Yeah. But you but you Wait, that the was only the new... one. There,
2: there were a lot of Canucks fans in there, weren't there? There were <laughs> no. There were
0: enough. That was the new tradition because we, we used to, John used to come down when uh, for a couple years at least uh, to see Vancouver play Detroit at the Joe Louis Arena. And I still remember one the one game that you had come down and it was like a Tuesday, so like you had to take like three days off of work or something like that. And I know at the time it was difficult to get all this time off and everything and you came down and Detroit won like seven to one or something. And I remember at like one point I was like I almost like I feel bad that I'm watching my team just destroy these guys but my buddy drove four and a half hours back and forth one way he was leaving the next morning just to see his team just get absolutely riddled by, by this Detroit Red Wings team like I feel like I owe you a couple of beers after this one I don't know do you want to go oh, out what do you want to do
2: and then you look to your right and you see him eating a hot dog and ketchup, yeah. staining his shirt, and you're like, ah, uh, he's okay.
0: Yeah, some, some, somehow the front of his jersey spells out Bertuzzi and mustard.
2: And you're like, nah, I think we're good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, if I remember a significant other giving you crap for just mercilessly taunting me as my team just got their asses handed them. <laughs> And you were like, hey, he'd be doing the same thing if he was up by six.
0: Yeah, I'd be disappointed. I was like, I hope both teams win. <laughs> the Red Wings could go 81-1, and and if the one game that we saw together and the one loss was against the Vancouver Lions, I hope you would just <laughs> chew me out from <laughs> one end of the tunnel to the other. <laughs>
1: Now to the NFL, where we've got a few questions from listeners. For the second straight week, some top teams lost. From the LA 40, Garoppolo
0: got it across, and it's Samuel breaking away. Touchdown, 49ers, and Garoppolo doesn't care what the analytics community says now. 30-7, to 7, San Francisco.
1: The L.A. Rams and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are on two-game losing streaks. So a lot of people have messaged us at the midway point of the season. Who is the Super Bowl favorite?
0: There isn't one. The NFL is so disappointing this year, there is literally no good teams. There's no – week by week, it's not even the parody anymore for me, there are no good teams in the NFL – you look at the standings in the NFL and I'm looking at conference standings. overall, like you're looking at Green Bay at eight and two, Arizona at eight and two, Tennessee is eight and two. I, I, I don't think any of those teams set set a bar for anybody. What I'm thinking at least in far as football, and I'm still thinking about it, what about the lashing? that Montreal put on Winnipeg. The statement game last Saturday in Montreal, 28-14. Trevor Harris, three touchdown passes. Patrick Levels was a monster on defense with four tackles. 39-minute possession time, basically just wipe the floor with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, whatever you want to call them, setting up for an unbelievable what will be Grey Cup matchup. I bet on Montreal today in, in, our, little, in our little site there. Grey Cup champions at 8-1. to one. I love it. What a performance from the Owls.
2: <laughs> Everybody has a bad week. Everybody has a bad week. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers are still eleven and two. The Montreal Alouettes are seven and six. And they won't be playing any Great Cup in Montreal. They'll be playing it in Hamilton. With the Arkells, by the way, is the halftime show. Did you see that? Oh,
0: it's, it's well, all right, right, it's yeah. that's all right, I guess. It's underwhelming. That's all right, I guess. It is
2: underwhelming. I, I like the Arkells, but it is underwhelming. Yeah. Just, just like the NFL, you're going to have a bad week. It's a 17-game season. You're not going to win every week. Buffalo, yes, they lost to Jacksonville. Bad week. They're still the Vegas odds-on favorites to win the Super Bowl. You can't rule out Tom Brady. The LA Rams have lost two in a row. They just got Odell Beckham. I don't think it helps them quite a bit, to be quite honest. But they will figure it out. The Green Bay Packers, now that they got Aaron Rodgers back, they're going to be a team to reckon with. The Tennessee Titans, you mentioned it. They've won seven games in a row. If you get hot at the right time, you're going to be a favorite. I'm not saying that's the Titans because there's still seven more weeks of games to play. The season is still young. There's going to be a favorite.
0: All I heard was Manny is using regular season standings to determine playoffs. When we just saw the team that won the World Series a twenty-game worse record than a team in their own league that won the World Series. What? Let's throw. Let's I just throw this said you
2: get let's, you get hot at the right time. You're good.
0: Let's let's just. Everybody throw this has out a there. bad week. The Winnipeg Winnipeg Blue Bombers don't play another game until December fifth. They're going to be sitting. They they played their backup quarterback on the last game of the regular season because they already have this division wrapped up. I, I've I've seen too many teams in any sport that is a long time to just be sitting there. I think Mike O'Shea, the head coach of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, made a big mistake by not playing their team very well. You've now got the Montreal Alouettes coming in. they're playing the Red Blacks this week, which is going to be huge. Yes, tough matchup against Hamilton in the first round. Absolutely. I'm I'm over the Argos. I, I don't think the Argos are, are going to live up to the expectation that, that's been set with them by winning that division, which is a disappointing division as it is. But I think the Montreal Alouettes, now they can smell it. Now they've played that team. They've beaten that team. That That's, that's a team that, that, that's a team that did not show them the respect of even playing their frontline guys in a game against them. That's uh, that Montreal Alouette team is hungry they're 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 destined for championships
2: God the only <laughs> thing they can smell is Donald Trump's deuce like come on oh, man the bombers play in the better division you just admitted it. They're better prepared for the playoffs but only because they one play team in the better division.
0: division. Only one team's coming and out of the, the division, Bombers. and it's the Bombers. That team I'm is sitting not there. worried. That team I'm is not sitting worried. There. That team not is not worried at all. For a, we're going to have the hundredth episode before the Blue Bombers play their next game. <laughs>
2: This is- Not worried at all. They'll be coasting. They'll be healthy. All you guys are going to get banged up, and the Bombers will coast all the way to a great cup championship.
0: The bombers are going to lose that conference final because they've been sitting around. All these guys had to go back to their full-time jobs. You got guys working at Home Hardware. You got guys that are teaching. You know they're, they're all distracted now. They're not even thinking about it. They come back. Oh, that's right. We got a football game to play. They're going to get thumped. Rashad, I got a question for you. First off, on on Grey Cup scheduling. Now, believe it or not, people that are listening. We're not experts on the Grey Cup or on the <laughs> CFL. I know, I know. I know. It's surprising. But the Edmonton Elks, if I read the schedule correctly on CFL.ca, play in Toronto on November the 16th. and, and then that's Tuesday in, night. And then that's in the BC night. on November 19th.
1: Really? That seems weird to me.
0: Yeah. That seems really <laughs> weird that they played – Like two games within four days of each other at different sides of the country.
2: I have never heard of that before. Is is that a makeup game? That's got to be a makeup game. Yeah, that must be. Yeah, I I don't know. I guess, but
0: that's
2: tough, man. That's tough. That's the CFL for you. One team can have two weeks off. Another team's got to play twice in a week. That usually doesn't happen. In the defense of the CFL, I've never heard of
1: that before. Oh, in my life.
2: now he That's comes tough. to defend the CFL. <laughs> I'm Do you know telling what I have you. to tell
1: you though? You know how you guys always make fun of me being so pessimistic about my teams. So my BC Lions who were like 4 and 9 or whatever they were. The other night they play Calgary, right? They have kind of a lousy game, but Calgary has a two-win out near the end of the game. And I'm like, oh my god, BC can come down here, they can score, and they can win the game on this coming up play. So Lucky Whitehead gets an 86-yard touchdown. Is that the guy's real name? Yep, yep. He returns an 80, a punt for 86 yards for a touchdown. A player, I can't remember his name, I can't even find his name, first game ever played for the BC Lions, takes two penalties on that play. So they call the touchdown back the BC Lions go on to lose the game and are eliminated from the playoff contention. Because Jeez. one guy takes that's, two penalties on
2: the same freaking play.
0: <laughs> that's absolutely yeah. a John Rashad thing to have happen. I was yep.
2: just going to say, that it, that epitomizes you and your fandom. Yeah. Doesn't uh-huh. it? The yep. Vancouver Canucks are one win away from the Stanley Cup <laughs> and
0: lose. Yep. Uh-huh. That's... That's it right there.
2: John Rashad buys a bottle of Pepsi to get on a bus to go back to Canada from Chicago, and it sprays everywhere oh on him.
0: Lucky Whitehead. I still that's his that's his name, Lucky Whitehead.
2: I just figured out your Christmas present. You're getting a Lucky Whitehead jersey. Wow. With Pepsi stains on. It. <laughs>
0: And Bertuzzi, spelled out in mustard.
1: <laughs> All right, now it's time for rapid fire. <laughs> Are you ready? So this is where we answer questions in quick succession. We usually don't, but uh, the discussion's usually good anyway. John Gruden is suing the NFL after losing his job over private emails that were leaked, saying they forced him out of
2: the job. Do you guys agree? I think he's going to lose the case, but I think he's got an argument. Like, they, there were 650,000 emails they looked into. Like, and you're telling me he's the only guy who's lost his job or said something derogatory in those 650,000 emails? Like, come on. He, he's definitely got an argument. I don't think he can beat the big NFL machine in court, so I think it's kind of a waste of money. On his end, he's out of a job. He's got to save some money. But I'm sure he could have gone on a media campaign and gone, how am I the only guy to lose my job out of this?
0: Look, he, he wrote the emails. They found the emails, not even looking for the emails. There were so many of them. <laughs> it's not the NFL's fault that you're stupid enough to put these comments in an email that gets sent back and forth, if I'm John Gruden, I would absolutely instead of taking this court this case to the NFL, I would just sewer everybody. Like, oh yeah, well here's an email that we got from uh, from this guy saying this, and I've got this one too, and I've got this one too. Uh, John, John, don't worry about other people, man. Like, you're sending emails with basically every single box ticked of offensive language and Comments. Don't worry about anybody else right now. You sent these emails. The NFL found so many of these emails during another investigation that they launched another investigation into you. Don't worry about anybody else. All right.
1: That's why you got to say offensive things in person because then it's just your word against theirs. That's what I. Do. Yeah.
0: Like how say it behind John. their back. Yeah. See <laughs> it behind their back. It's 2021. You got to know how to talk smack about people when they're not there. <laughs>
2: But not how is email. he the only? How's the how's he the only guy
0: who's yeah, been penalized? In he's
2: me. not the only guy for sure,
0: for sure he's not. And and you know what if the NFL just doesn't like you, John? Uh, <laughs> well, it got that's some, quite we, obvious. We got I some we quite... got some reasons behind that. Now <laughs> you're going to go into court and say the NFL doesn't like me. Well, why would they not like you, John? <laughs> Thanks for coming this afternoon. There's a <laughs> there's Chick fil A Chick-fil-A around the corner. <laughs> Maybe Whitey Lucky Whitehead's working Yeah, you know, the manager, you can give him his resume
2: You can get an autographed jersey
1: <laughs> uh, Frank Gore, the former NFL running back Who is now 38, is going to fight Former NBA player Darren Williams, who is 37 This is the undercard of the next Jake Paul fight <laughs> Joshua in Massachusetts guy. your favorite guy (laughs) Joshua in Massachusetts I'm not sure where in Massachusetts but he wants to know if we're going to be watching
0: no (laughs) no we're not watching this is stupid you're not going to watch
2: Frank Gore and Darren Williams
0: the the undercard the next Jake Paul fight after this is going to be a giraffe and a hyena (laughs) Like oh. it's it's an absolute circus. You're getting people that are not fighters, like Jake Paul. they <laughs> are getting guys that are not even fighters to just fight each other. And people, of course, are going to watch it because there's nothing else on TV. But I mean, I don't know what Darren Williams is thinking if you're gonna, if you're just <laughs> going straight. Uh, like i want to know the stat line on those two comparables like they, their height might be similar but are you are you crazy you could try to gore fight frank gore frank gore is a tank but no nobody's watching this i'm not paying money to watch this
2: there's no way i'm paying good money to watch this i gotta right. buy a lucky whitehead jersey I need all the money I can get. I'm not paying to watch Frank Gore and Darren Williams.
0: Lucky Whitehead might give you one of the jerseys and 40 bucks if you really ask politely. Oh, true. What restaurant do I have to go to again? Chick-fil-A? Isn't he a Perkins waitress?
2: We lost him again, ladies and gentlemen.
1: You guys hate on the CFL so much. We
2: dude,
0: love the dude, CFL! Dude, I've never been so excited about the CFL in my life. If the Montreal... I'm Don't, telling you this. Uh, no, hand, hand Bombers! Hand to God. If the Montreal Alouettes win the Grey Cup this year, I will buy a hat... I will buy a T-shirt, and I will wear them every Sunday when we're watching the NFL, when nobody's actually any good. We're all talking about how great Kyler Murray is, and then he throws three interceptions to the to friggin' West, uh, West Hill Raiders, whatever <laughs> their team name is.
2: <laughs> if the Bombers and the Alouettes meet in the Grey Cup, I'm going to host my
0: first ever Grey it's Cup gonna party. It's be, going to be the Rash- derby party on drugs. Rashad, you
2: have to come down for that.
1: I thought the Derby Party was the Derby Party on drugs.
0: <laughs> it is for some.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely come down for that. To watch two NFL guys at a CFL party, that'll be
2: amazing.
0: When is the what's the date of the Grey Cup?
2: Uh, I actually have I gotta it up schedule here this around.
0: Ago. The one hundred and eight Grey Cup.
2: I think it's around your
0: birthday, isn't it?
1: Um, it's usually around the end of November,
0: I believe. I mean, December 12th. Oh, oh is. my God. The boys, the birthday weekend. I'm off on the 13th too, boys. I'm off Let's on the 13th. Go.
2: John, start planning it. <laughs>
0: there we I go. Manny's pool is still open, too. (laughs) I'll turn on the
1: heater just for you guys. (laughs) We all get hypothermia in the pool watching the Arkells at the halftime show.
0: I'm telling you. (laughs)
2: It is the CFL. Polar bear dip. That would be amazing.
0: Make it happen, Rashad. We're here. (laughs) We're waiting. The door's open. I'm watching the show in an Alouette Speedo outside. And you can quote your favorite Seinfeld line. I was in the
2: pool! I was in the pool!
1: <laughs> oh, uh, Joey in Calgary loved the debate in last week's show about the Balloon World Cup, and he says he'll challenge any of us to a match.
0: <laughs> oh, that's just... Joey, I feel Come like anytime... for the Great
2: Cup, Joey, we could have our own halftime show.
0: I feel like anytime Joey in Calgary leaves, the party gets better. But continue with the question.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, we also got an email from Kendra in Guelph who wondered how we do it
2: frisbee golf. Ooh, oh. frisbee golf. Uh, didn't we play that at sauble Beach in at. Uh... Ryan's cottage yeah we did our good friend Ryan Deniger
0: he had yeah he had sticks and you had to knock the thing off of the the sticks um because like the frisbee golf is that like that's got the whole big net the chain net and everything like that right I don't know I don't know how good I'd be at that yeah I probably better at actual golf it's,
2: it's been a while since we played so
0: there's no carts in frisbee golf, from what I've seen, <laughs> so that was frustrating.
2: But where is the where's the beer cart, though? That's there, we had we had plenty of beer carts.
0: That's right. That's right.
2: Wow, we're getting emails from Massachusetts and Guelph. This is amazing.
1: Yeah, Calgary, we don't care about, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, Coop and Owen, sound uh, message.
2: To oh, ask another message. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> he messaged us matt since he loves Adele so much if he watched her TV special with Oprah on the
0: weekend you know I didn't even know what was happening I didn't know anything about it and, and I got a text from a good friend of mine who's gonna <laughs> remain nameless uh, might be laughing right now asking if uh hey are you watching the special Adele lover and I know, oh, no I, I, I wasn't and i'm I'm disappointed I missed it i I'm, I'm not gonna I'll, I'll try to find it but I'm not really looking for the the, 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 the stories about the divorce and her kid And whatever else she's talking about I'd love to hear her sing John, did you watch it?
1: I didn't actually, I missed it I saw that it had been on When I was flipping around And yeah, I was kind of disappointed I missed it Because I kind of wanted to hear all the gossip Because one thing about her, she's very real Like she doesn't mm-hmm. hold back, she's just wide open That's
0: why everybody's looking forward to this one, Rashad This is going to be the Adele divorce album <laughs> oh. This is going to have some some heavy lyrics. Wait, some wait heavy a lyrics in here.
2: So her song, what was her song the other day we did on
0: this podcast?
2: Yeah. That's easy from on me. the Divorce
0: album? That's the first single on the Divorce album, yeah.
1: I am never going to well, I mean I'm married, so it's not going to happen now, but uh, I would never date a musician. Oh, I thought
0: guy. Oh, imagine dating Taylor Swift?
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Like all of her songs are just about the people that, like, the celebrities that she's dated, right? And hasn't she, like, basically come out in a lot of these things and like, oh, yeah, that was about Jake Gyllenhaal. Like, she'll just say who it is.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Rashad, I thought you were going to say Adele was your hall (laughs) pass. You started the sentence by, I'm married, but...
0: I, I th- and I thought you were making the comment about, uh, about being the feature of a divorce album. That, that's, <laughs> imagine being that guy. You think <laughs> it's bad being the, the guy that's got one song written about you? She, she hasn't put out an album in six years, and it's just about her divorce. <laughs> this, this poor guy's not going to have a bucket left to stand in.
1: <laughs> oh. Hey, you know what we should do? We should do that next week. We should come up with our sports uh, hall passes.
2: Oh, kind of oh, my. Not only should we come up with that, we should invite our listeners yes. to send in their
0: sports hall passes. Oh, my. <laughs> um, right. We might
2: hear Lucky Whitehead's name on the next That's episode just, again.
0: <laughs> I feel like I've seen movies with that name in it already.
2: <laughs> well, if he
1: needs
0: to get out of Dodge, he can run. <laughs> <laughs> I like- Didn't he do Dallas once?
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's a CFLer. He probably did Shreveport or something when he did.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Paris, Ontario.
2: Oh man. Was he in that movie with Rod Jeremy? Is that the one you're talking about? (laughs) Sorry, John. Go ahead.
0: This is rapid. Um, this is very rapid this one. It's been very rapid. Yes.
2: Yes. Well, it's
1: time for Pump it up It now, so <laughs>
0: oh, oh We all got right. another one.
1: Great. It's Christmas music actually. It's not really about a new song, but uh, oh. Christmas music. <laughs> Shannon in Kingsville wants to know if we agree that Christmas music should be played right away in stores and on the radio right after Remembrance Day. So, guys, pump it or dump it in November.
0: <laughs> oh, good question. A twist oh. on it in November. All right. See,
2: everywhere I go, people are talking about Christmas. Mm-hmm. We talked about it in the opening. You got it here again. Shannon in Kingsville. Uh, I, there's no way I like Christmas music in November. That's a dump for me, boys. Dump it. November's way too early. Like, December's long enough. Like, Christmas is at the end of December.
0: Mm-hmm. The one we thing I've go, always...
2: We go through a whole
0: month. One thing I've always idolized about the way that the American schedule goes is that Thanksgiving weekend that they have... Because after that Thanksgiving, now you're really on the highway. Like, the, the Thanksgiving is like the on-ramp into the holiday season. Now you're really on the highway. Yeah, the middle of November, it, it I'm not feeling Christmassy at all. I it, it absolutely, without question, if you're going to start at the earliest possible time at all, is November 12th. It, it should not be played before Remembrance Day for for retailers and people are going to be in there and they're going to be maybe it puts them in a festive mood and they want to start buying sure but I'm not listening to the Christmas music until December 11th. I will listen to it starting December 11th if I'm old if I'm able to get out of bed on my after my 40th birthday <laughs> I turn the radio on. I will listen to it from December 11th onward. I will listen to it to Manny's on the drive over his place on december the 12th and then driving home i will listen to queen we are the champions with my montreal alouettes flag flying out the window and then it'll be full christmas from you after that
2: (laughs) so we all agree john no christmas music in november or what yeah
1: i agree um you know what matt you know what my parents did in my house because my birthday was december 5th nothing christmas happened till december 6th did your parents do that for you
0: I want to say we we may have done the like the tree we got real trees though when when I was a kid so it was probably my birthday weekend that we we went and got the tree but no i was i was always very lucky and I would assume you would be the same way i was always very lucky that I got it separated that I had a birthday and Christmas and not lumped in my yep. family I think everybody's family has that one month or whatever but I've got family that have birthday on on the 9th 10th and 11th the 23rd, 24th, 31st Like there's a ton in December But mine was just far enough outside of it That I got both
2: Yeah, me too Good for you And my youngest Her birthday's December 5th, John Right, yeah And uh, um,
1: I knew she was destined for greatness When she came yes, out the world yes. on the
2: same day Yeah, she's, she's excited about Christmas already And they're playing Christmas music in the house And oh. I
0: can't stand it You should introduce her to Shannon in Kingsville. Yes,
2: (laughs) I should. And that does it for Rapid Fire. Another great debate, fellas. For our only show of the week, we got it all in.
0: I know, but you know what? The fun starts at the after party. There's The, the VIP pass <laughs> after this is on social media. Podcast FFC on Twitter and Instagram for future considerations on Facebook as well. Let us know what you think of the show. Let us know what you think of some of the topics that we touched on. Who is your sports hall pass? That's going to be the big question that we'll be talking about next week.
1: And uh, like Matt said, you can join in the conversation also at forfutureconsiderations at gmail.com if you want to be old-fashioned and send us an email.
2: Send us your hall passes. No pictures. Or keep them clean. But you can send us emails for sure. If, if you have missed our previous episodes, go back, have a listen. We have had some great guests. From baseball talk with Bob Elliott to hockey talk with Mike Futa now now the Carolina Hurricanes even Jaden Lindo talked about diversity in hockey. So we've covered a lot of different topics with a lot of great guests. Hey, you know we, it's
1: kind of uh, awkward, awkward potential. Jaden Lindo has come up as a suggested friend on Facebook and I'm too afraid to add him because I don't want to be rejected.
2: You won't be rejected after after the performance you put on with he's, him on the
0: episode. He's still talking about you. <laughs>
2: yeah. He might come to the Great Cup party because of you. <laughs>
0: I really hope this happens. I really, really, I really, do. I really hope it happens. If Montreal loses in the first round to Hamilton, all is lost. It's not, I've lost interest.
2: Oh, I can't wait for that episode.
0: <laughs> you want? You want to, Here's a preview. You want to hear somebody backtrack on anything they've ever said about a team? just just get ready for that one boys (laughs) we want to thank our sponsors as well London Awnings, Quality That Shows and our own lucky whitehead Shane Topolovic of Next Level (laughs) Athletics in Windsor specializing in sport training and nutrition I would imagine many ladies hall pass being Shane Topolovic you can only imagine the world of sports
2: and he started a few movies too hasn't he
1: (laughs) (laughs) they're all independent films (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> All filmed on the brand new iPhone.
2: <laughs> and old iPhones,
0: too. <laughs> Here, that's the way he
1: goes. And on that note,
0: he likes the old technology.
1: <laughs> yeah, we will talk to you next week on the next edition for future
2: considerations. That was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. In my opinion, that sucked. Their mentality's awful, their attitude's awful. It's been their M.O. for the last three years. Tonight I saw and heard one of the most disgusting, rudest, sick demonstrations in my entire career. Probably the worst.
1: It's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage.
2: You're still here? It's over. Go home.